Welcome to Data Driven Recruiting. In this podcast, we talk about strategies and techniques for leveraging objective talent data to improve hiring processes. Welcome back to Data Driven Recruiting. I'm your host, Sophia Beck, joined by my co host, Tigran Sloyan. Today, we have a special guest, Wahab. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me, Sophia. Um, my name is Wahab, and I'm the founder of ERX. Cool. Uh, so I, I know very well what URX is, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who are unaware of like what it is, how did you come to start it, and why. So yeah, maybe you can kind of give the, the high-level overview, and then we can talk a little bit about like where the idea came from and yeah. why you're doing it. So I feel like it's a it's like a it shouldn't be a complicated question to answer, but it's been evolving over the last. Four years now, which is which is crazy to even say out loud. Um, so first and foremost, you know, URX is is a community of um, recruiters, uh, talent acquisition professionals, um, universities, um, and partners, you know, such as yourselves. And we host an annual conference in San Francisco. I think you've attended in the past. I've been doing that for three years. We also host um, local events across the country and Canada. And you know the. The premise here is that we really want to focus on up-leveling um, TA, right, as it pertains to diversity and inclusion, so inclusive hiring pro- practices, um, employer branding, and recruiting programs. Um, but it's we're constantly uh, evolving because we're really focused on the community and what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, for me, asking you know, why did I start it, I think a lot of people in um, recruiting town acquisition are focused on the candidates in terms of diversity um, and, and being inclusive, which is phenomenal. Um, but they work with the candidates, right? So we have a lot of programs for them. I, I haven't seen a, I hadn't seen a lot of people focused on the gatekeepers, right? Mm-hmm. Who are the recruiters? Mm-hmm. Or you, know, you think about the universities who are really working with students. Um, and so I felt like that was a place I can have an impact. Right. Um, so when you say a gatekeeper, do you understand it as someone who like uh, looks at a resume and decides who moves forward or not? Or do you understand a gatekeeper as someone who's like conducts an interview? Yeah. Uh, well, so I, I think all, all, are, all are true. It, it depends on where you are in the funnel, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, I have a recruiting background. I think we can, we can jump into that a little bit if you'd like to. And when I was running recruiting teams, one of the things I always sort of talked about with my hiring managers in particular was that there's a check and balance, right? So hiring manager makes an offer, decides who gets hired. Mm-hmm. Recruiting team, when I run it, decides who gets interviewed. Now, obviously, we take the feedback from the hiring managers. We understand the role, um, the expectations, the profiles we're looking for, the skill sets needed, right, to craft a profile that we go out and try to generate a talent pool that will fit this, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, there needs to be that check and balance. And so in that sense, right, at that outreach stage, right, the recruiting team is the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't um, enable them to have an inclusive lens as to how they're looking at talent, uh, there are going to be people who don't get through the gate, mm-hmm. right? They maybe should right. at least have an opportunity right. to interview. So what is what do you think is like preventing uh, recruiting teams to be more inclusive in that yeah. early stages of the process? 
Yeah, I mean, so I, I guess I wouldn't say that recruiting teams are not like all like a blanket. You know, recruiting sure. teams are not yeah. inclusive or, but I I I think there isn't always that check and balance, mm-hmm. right? So inherently, recruiting is um, similar to sales. Like mm-hmm. it's a very there's a very clear metric very cl- you can very clearly see if somebody's right. having success or if somebody's not having success right and the, the pressure that goes yeah. in like you know hire someone find someone yes. right now yes or yesterday yes yeah. well, well it's so. actually it's actually hire who i want mm. yesterday sure. right yeah. it's not like hire it's it's not always hire the best person mm. yesterday right which would be fine it's usually hire who i want yesterday right like at one company you can have two engineering hiring managers Mm -hmm. with very drastically different likes and dislikes in terms of how they build their teams and who's on their Mm -hmm. teams Um, and so the challenge can sometimes be that um, you know recruiters are not always enabled to push back Mm -hmm. right and that usually comes from leadership but also as an individual recruiter right you have to have that confidence to know that like that's your that's your domain Mm -hmm. right and at times, you can take that feedback of, this is what I'm looking for, and present candidates, right? So I've had situations where I presented a candidate and, and uh, an interviewer has said, I, I don't want to interview this person. Like, why? Like, why are you? And, I, and I've said, look, you're going to interview them, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. they fit the skill sets and profile that you've told the contract we've made, this is what you're looking for. Sure. Mm-hmm. Whether it's because of they didn't go to a certain school or they didn't work at a certain company, to me that's irrelevant, right? And you have to have those conversations. So what gave you the confidence, I guess, to be able to sort of do the pushback? Because as you said, right, yeah. a lot of recruiters feel like that uh, either they don't understand it or yeah. they don't have the, the right to sort of speak out and push back whenever yeah. someone says, like, hey, I don't want to interview this person. Yeah. In some cases, you know, recruiters are seen as more of a, you know, it's, they have internal clients, right, that they, you're serving, and then you cannot really just, customers are always, yeah. right? Yes, 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 So, yeah, what what could, in your case, kind of gave you the, uh, I guess, the, confidence as well as like the framework to say this is what you need to do to succeed based on your criteria yeah i mean so so i think i actually agree with you right Mm -hmm. like like the hiring manager is the customer Mm -hmm. right and the customer is always right (laughs) um but you all wouldn't know this right sometimes customers don't know what they want right Right? and so the the confidence is one Understanding that I'm, I would, I'm never gonna like recruit for a company I don't believe in, mm. right? So there's some privilege in that statement alone. Yeah. So if I'm, if I believe in what I'm selling, mm-hmm. hey, come work at this company. Right. Um, I'm confident that I, I can find the right people to come work at that company, mm-hmm. and I don't have to restrict where I'm looking or by whatever bias, you know. Might, might creep into the process, right? And, you know, I can push back because I've built a relationship with a hiring manager that says, mm-hmm. hey, this person knows what they're doing. This yeah. is their domain. I'm not going to come into an engineering stand-up and tell them what language to code, mm-hmm. what to code in, or I'm not going to come in and say, hey, you know, this is how you're going to fix this bug, 
right? And so the reverse is also true. You know, they, there needs to be a level of trust right. that you know I understand how to run a recruiting process. Mm-hmm. I understand how to find great talent for you, mm-hmm. and if I put somebody in front of you, there's um, there's a reason for that, and it's a two way street. So you know, I've put the exact profile of mm-hmm. what a hiring manager was looking for in front of them. They've interviewed and passed. Mm. But no, and, and there's no issues, no issues there, right? Yeah. And you put a profile of somebody who maybe they weren't expecting. Mm. And, um, you know, she passes. And perhaps there's issues there. And I, and I think they shouldn't be like that, right? Mm. Like if there is a trust, whether I put the exact profile you're looking for or I put in front of um, you a stretch, mm-hmm. right? There, if the trust is there, then you interview the person, you, you give your feedback, and we move along our process. When you compare recruiting to sales, I kind of want to comment on that a little bit because, uh, yes, it's very similar. One thing that's very different is how they're measured because mm. in many ways when you look at metrics in uh, recruiting, it's uh, cost of hire, time to hire. So yeah. it's all about sort of minimizing the cost and optimizing for speed. Yeah. Uh, whereas in sales, it's all about growing revenue. So in many yeah. ways, sales is considered a revenue generating yep. center, whereas like recruiting is always viewed as a cost center, which it's not because like mm-hmm. it brings in the talent that ultimately makes the company successful. Yeah. But it doesn't get measured that way, right? You don't get yeah. measured by, all right, I've hired all these 10 people and the impact they had on the company is yeah. worth X amount. Yeah. Uh, that's not how it gets looked at. It's like, what was the cost of hiring this person? Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And, and you know, you know, I compare recruiting to sales in the, in, in the fact that it's very clear if you're successful or unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Not, in, not in sort of um, some of the other areas that a lot of people, I think, try to make that, make that connection. Uh, we do need to start measuring, I believe, like impact of hires, right? Um, I can think of an example. You know, I ran um, universal recruiting at a unicorn startup um, before, and you know, we had a candidate who, you know, was not going to get an offer. But I, I knew the person um, professionally mm-hmm. over the years of just being in the university recruiting space and attending, you know, hackathons and different events. And I went to my head of engineering and I said, "Look, literally hiring this person mm-hmm. is going to lead to you hiring, like, ten other people behind him that are phenomenal." And he's going to lead all of them mm-hmm. and have an incredible impact in the organization, right? Now, without the trust, he probably would have told me to get out, <laughs> right? Yeah. But we had that level of trust, and, you know, he made the offer. And that person's still at the company and going on, I think, like two and a half, two and a half years now um, and, and crushing it, right? And so, you, you, like, how do you measure, how do you measure that, right? right. Um, I'll be honest, like, we, I didn't think to measure it you know, sort of like data-driven. Right. Um, but I certainly, when we did our reviews, you know, I would include that in our profiles of talent that we brought in, how they're making an impact in the business, right? And to give a to give a face, to give a story to, to our work. Mm. And to go back to URX, uh, I think a lot of the things we talk about is things that you're trying to uh, improve through URX, right? Like yeah. what's been the progression of the the organization, like, yeah. where, uh, I know it's, as you said, it's been four years, so 
Uh, what's yeah. been some of the kind of the key things you guys have been able to accomplish? And as you said, we were on the last year's events and we're looking forward to the one this year. Yeah, I mean, we're excited to have you all again. Um, and it'll be four years in May. Uh, the progression, it's its a community-driven org and conference and event. I mean, everything we do is community first. So we have um, folks who volunteer their time um, that span all areas of the talent acquisition ecosystem. Um, you know, the, 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 you, you know, even just thinking about like the question around measurement, right? Like we have a session this year that talks about quantifying, literally quantifying your program's value to the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, it's a comp- it's a talent acquisition leader based in Chicago at a public company who has developed a um, sort of like a sales boot camp mm-hmm. that then generates hires. Um, and he's been able to essentially measure, okay, and like we've hired, these are the folks we've hired, mm-hmm. they've come through this pipeline. Right, mm-hmm. so obviously in multiple pipelines the talent is coming in through, yeah. and hey, we're able to measure like how the people who come through this pipeline are performing against some of the others, mm-hmm. um, and that's just one of the things that you know conversations I should say that you know I think in the past maybe would not be elevated, mm-hmm. right? A lot of recruiting conferences and events um, they focus on just like sourcing, right? Like sourcing, mm-hmm. recruiting, and but. How do you tweak your message? How do you tweak your, I mean, employer branding? How do you, how do you create a culture? Right. How do you work with, how do you work with hiring managers? How do you build trust with hiring managers? Um, How do you grow your team? Right. Um, So there's so many nuanced conversations that are not being um, had that we like to try to bring um, to the forefront. What are you hoping that it would go eventually, I guess, over the next few years? Yeah, that's the entrepreneur in you. You're like, what's, you know, what's next? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to know what's next. Well, I mean, I I would say, like, very much focused, very much focused on the here and now. Um, It would be hard for me to tell you what's next because, like, I really mean it when I say it's community driven. So what's next is going to be decided by the community. Um, you know, I worked in venture capital for um, a little bit over a year, and one of the things that I learned there and took away was that you have to listen to the people in your organization, the people who are attending your events, like, like whether they say anything or not, right, their actions are telling an incredible story. So prime example is we started this thing as just a conference. It was, you know, two-day event, great, everybody has a good time, and then see you see you next year. Um, and then, you know, we listened and we learned that, no, 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 people want to stay connected over the course of that um, 12 months. So now we have these community events driven by our, our um, people, members in the community across multiple cities in the U.S. and Canada, right? So if you'd have told me three years ago, mm-hmm. that we would be having a URX event in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I said, you're crazy, right? <laughs> but it's happening, right? Um, obviously, we're in a digital age, right? So if you would have told me three years ago that there would be a Slack community mm-hmm. where people are connecting, um, getting resources, sharing resources, sharing best practices, I say, you're crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like in our Slack group in the last uh, three months, We've had 15,000 plus messages sent 
between um, people in the group. Um, folks have gotten hired, right? Mm-hmm. Like literally, like I'm looking for a new opportunity in recruiting and I've connected with somebody and I've gotten hired. And the coolest part to me is uh, talent. So candidates mm-hmm. have gotten hired, right? Whether it's my company just went through layoffs, mm-hmm. here's you know here's everybody that was affected. They've given me permission um, to to share their information. Please reach out if you're interested. Mm-hmm. To um, you know my company had to cut our internship program, and so we had to rescind an internship offer. Um, you know, is anybody interested in this candidate? Right. Um, and also conversations around products and tools, right? Yeah. So, hey, we're considering this using, product. What, what are you are using? using? Is it helpful? Yeah. Um, so all of that. And so that's just the community really driving that. Um, so you know, I'm not trying to avoid your question, no. but, but truly I would say it's, you know, one of the things I do after every conference is just kind of take a moment um, with um, Shar, who's, I think, you know, Shar Della Pena, who's the, she's the chair of the conference. And we just mm-hmm. sort of take a step back and just think about everything that we heard, right? Like during the conference, I'm, I don't know if I'm a human, I'm just like sort of running around like, you know, just, you know, like but just try to take a step back, debrief, and just sort of re-listen. Like, right. okay, what were we hearing? What, what did people feel like they needed? Um, an example of that is, you know, we're gonna have a conversation around um, boot camps and non-traditional talent, right? Like that's not something that we were talking about three years ago. Mm-hmm. But we understand now that, well, recruiting teams are trying to figure out, like, you know, how do I evaluate this type of talent? Um, you know, are, are, are there tools to help me? Um, you know, so, so that's the process that I take. And if I'm a recruiter who wants to, who's listening to this, excited mm-hmm. to kind of be part of the URX community, mm-hmm. What would be the best way to join? We can give them your email. They can <laughs> I'm guessing there is a better way. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not hard to I'm not hard to get a hold of. Um, but you know, we have the conference site, obviously, urxconference.com. We have the community site, urxcommunity.com, and all the information is there. So they can sign up for the newsletter. We send one every month. Um, there's jobs. There's a job board that we've recently launched as well. Um, and then there's a, there's a Slack um, application. And it's not like a really intense thing. It's just to make sure that uh, only TA professionals are in the group. So unfortunately, um, <laughs> unless you all are, are the recruiters okay, for this careers. podcast. Just, just, just um, for that. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. It's a nice space. Technically a recruiter. But, well, that's, that's we what do, you do. So we do AMAs, right? um, mm-hmm. and so we'd love to have you all come in and maybe maybe share some um, share some uh, some right. gems with I'll, us. I'll, I'll consider that an official invite. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, for being here. Really appreciate you yeah. doing everything you do for the industry, and looking forward to seeing where the community takes it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sophia. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. For more episodes about DDR, please visit ddr.codesignal.com. 